We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. a whole burst to it. 20. Side steps to tackle. Runs left. 25 still on his feet. 46-yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime, former Los Angeles Rams offensive back Michael Stewart. And, well, it's our postgame. I couldn't come up with something better than that. It's a win. It's our postgame. But, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Rams hold on for a 31-27 victory. It was at one point 28-3, then it got ugly, and shades of the past came rolling in. Mike? <laughs> I can't do anything else but laugh. What you got, man? <laughs> well, what you got? You see me, all my, all I'm doing is head shaking, like, unbelievable. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get into the details, but just to see... Again, this is supposed to be watching professionals, people that do it at a higher level. But some of the mistakes that are being made, it's it's like you make this in Pop Warner. And, you know, you've coached enough to, to, to know that there are just certain things basic. If you have outside contains, stay outside, force them inside. Uh, you know, if you got a guy, especially in the punk game. So we'll get into it. But, yeah, it's it's a little bit unbelievable right now. but. You got in the win column, so I guess that's a plus. What do you think? Oh, I think a lot. I think I have a <laughs> lot to say. I have a lot to say. 
Uh, so let's do this. Let's go ahead and go ahead and get our sponsors in here real quick so we can give them what they need. And then let's talk about them. Let's go through the numbers and everything. We'll get our thoughts. Believe it or not, there are a lot of positives in some of the things that Rams did today. It's not just, oh my gosh. I mean, they, they won, so they did enough to win. They didn't, there were some things that are positive that the numbers, I don't, the stats don't show it. The final stats don't show it, but we saw things out there. I thought they did very well. It, but yet, yet you get into that fourth quarter and they took, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but it seemed to me it was a loss of folks that took their foot off the gas and Atlanta's a better team than people realize. You can't take off the gas with them. That's what I saw. That's what I saw. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, as you noted, yeah, let's get into it. All right. So here's a word from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so here we go. The Real quick through the stats here, just so folks see it. And, and you'll see a couple places I'll stop and I'll pause because the numbers don't reflect it. All right, so first down, Rams 24, 17 advantage. Going down to, to third down efficiency, they were 6 out of 10. Falcons are 3 out of 10. It's a big improvement from last time out. Total yards the game, 337 to 261. There's a, there's a, a little bit of a, a gap there. I'll explain that in a minute. Total plays, 63 to 56. Average per play, 5.3 to 4.7. Now, Falcons outgained in the, in the running game, 90 to 65. And this is where the numbers don't show it because the Rams took a running safety at the end of the game, lost like, what, 20, 25 yards? It was actually, in my view, a much improved running game from week one this week. They didn't get a whole lot of big gainers, but they were able to do the things that we need to do to see a win. And that was fine. So the numbers there tell a lie. They were up close to 90 at one point. That was good enough. Uh, they had to take that big loss at the end for the safety. Yard for pass, or yards passing 272 to 171. Matt Stafford 27 to 36. They averaged 7.4 yards for pass. Only took one sack for an offensive line that we were worried about. Took one sack. Two interceptions thrown, though. And there's a big block punt. And time of possession, 30 minutes to 29, 36. So we were very close. Penalty yards, most of it came off. The pass interference was 61 for the Rams and 29 for the Falcons. Man alive. What a game. What a game in terms of, in terms of, it was 28 to 3. 28 to 3. And the Rams nearly gave this one away. 
it was it got a little hairy there. So let's do this. Let, let's let's do let's, let's cover the pauses first. By the way, that that running loss, Brandon Powell took a twenty six yard loss. So they actually had up to that point outrushed the Falcons. Between Henderson and Akers, they had ninety one yards of the round. So that wasn't it wasn't big. They didn't have anything bigger than thirteen, but they were able to move the ball some that kept the play action going. I, I that was fine by me. That was fine by me. Get your thoughts on it. They didn't need to be a, a hundred fifty yard performance. Just needed to be steady, and they did. They were steady. Okay, so positives. I just said one. The running game was better. What were your positives? Well, I guess again, just the win. And, you know, I saw, in my opinion, Jordan Fuller was showing up all day long on the defensive end, you know, actually popping pads that we don't see. Uh, So that was better. You know, obviously, you know, I'm maybe leaning more defensively. Uh, So those are positives. Cooper Cup, except for that fumble down the stretch. I mean, this this guy can catch. He can just flat out catch the ball. Looks like they got our other receiver a little bit more involved. Obviously, the running game was a lot better. At times, I don't know why we just don't stick with it more. I just sometimes I think it's just these coaches just want to throw the ball. But last time I checked, moving the change and eating up the clock is a big positive for any team especially at this level, you want to wear down defense and make your, uh, make your life a little bit easier. Nevertheless, uh, all those to me, again, get in the win column is a positive, which you have. Yeah, I, I don't know that I agree about, about some of the run. I think they did enough. I think the play action was working so well for them for much of the game that it made sense just to keep working that. I, I did notice that, they were really able to kind of control the tempo for much of the game. It really, you know, things that, that don't show in the stat sheet right now, time position, they dominated much of the time position until that fourth quarter. Then Atlanta just kind of did what they did. They they dominated. They, they just controlled the game. It's, that was the Super Bowl champion Rams. I also let the involvement from tight end Tyler Higby. We hadn't seen much of that of late. We getting Allen Robinson involved. First. They got they got. Both of those guys involved before Cooper Cup was involved. And that kind of set the table for everything else. So to me, there's a lot of, of really good things in seeing just exactly how to make some magic happen there. I am concerned, though, I mean, in terms of, I mean, I guess we're going to get into the negatives a little bit here. You're a Super Bowl champion team. How do you take your eye off the ball like that? Like you're up twenty to three, you're dominating this game. You are controlling everything about this game. The, all the things you're worried about, like the the dual threat of Mariota running and throwing the football, they had him pretty well contained. They had a, they had Cordero Patterson contained. They, they were it, it, this could have been this should have been like a forty two three ball game, and instead you could see it. You, you could just tell how the game went. They took their eye off the ball. They really did. And the the block punt really kind of stood out to me, where you have Rod Dixon back there, and you have nobody up front there to pick up that up-the-middle rush. 
in any world on special teams, you're going to have somebody there pick up that middle rusher. Nobody was there. You know they're coming after your punter. You know this. And there was, that's, a, that's a huge fundamental mistake. They took their eye off the ball, and it almost cost them. Can you, can you imagine what things would have been like, Mike, if the Rams started the year 0-2 at home, having blown a 28-3 lead going on the road, going on the road the next two weeks against two divisional opponents? Oh, you know what it would have been like? It would have been, uh, we need to get rid of some people. Let's start with the head coach. But, <laughs> that's a little you know, over I'm, the top. The guy just won. Yeah, that's a little right? over the top. But you know how we are. You know, we win one year, but hey, if it looks like we're going to lose, hey, let's get rid of everything. So, yeah, it would have been very, very, a very sad state to be in. And you would have seen some people probably pushing a panic button because, again, as you noted, this game was well in hand. There's no way this game should come down to, you know, Jalen Ramsey finally makes a defensive play, gets an interception that also, you know, lucky they didn't call pass interference. But if they get that score, it's it's a whole different ball game. So it's just going like, really? So, again, you look back at these and go, hey, we got it in the win column. We get a chance to win and then go fix some of these things that we need to fix. If it was a loss, then it's going to be a lot more finger pointing and, you know, could get real chaotic, especially now going on the road. I mean, and if you want to think, well, at least, you like, well, at least the Rams didn't do this. At least the Rams didn't blow a two-touchdown lead under two minutes like the Browns did today, by the way. Right. I mean, two-touchdown lead, onside kick, you gave your you gave it away, right? Really, honestly. At least it didn't do that. But to the Jets, who we all remember that Jets game. Mm-hmm. Right. But nonetheless, it's like, are you seriously going this route? And the Cardinals will go into next weekend, I believe. Are they 0-2 now? I didn't see the ending of the yeah, game, the Cardinals but they were, were down. down. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Hold on. They just tied it. They just tied the Raiders at 23. So we'll keep a little bit of track on them. They came back to tie them. Oh, wow. So they're in overtime now with the Raiders. And, you know, the Cardinals were a playoff team last year. They kind of fell apart at the end, but there's still talent there. You've got – they've got players. You've, they've got players. And you cannot, for the minute, for a minute, just – you can't just give it away. Then you're on the road to the 49ers. Now, the biggest nightmare I have about the Rams and 49ers right now happened today. Trey Lance got hurt. Yeah. And it looks serious. And I'm sorry for the guy, I really am. But I also wanted him in that game. I didn't want to see Garoppolo. Nobody wants to see Garoppolo. Right, right. I mean, that team always seems to rally around Garoppolo. And sure enough, they won today. Right. They, I mean, they didn't just win today. They absolutely demolished the Seahawks. It was ugly. So, I don't, I don't like that matchup coming up. I did. Did I call that a win or a loss? I think I had that as a win before. Well, no, I think you had depending on who was the quarterback. Well, at the time it was it was Lance, so I had it as a, as a, a win. Right. And now, 
And now <laughs> that changes things a little bit. I mean, he right. wasn't great. Garoppolo in 13 for 21 for 154. But they don't he doesn't need to be great. They have they have the attack that's always really given the Rams problems. You know, and here we go again. I did not want that game like that. Mm-mm. So two well, road games, and, two division. Right. And as you're noting, the thing with, with the Niners now, we'll find out how serious the injuries to Mr. Lance, but let's say he's out for four weeks or whatever it's gonna be, you now know who's actually in. And well, they, you know they how, carted him off the field. You know that, right? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> he's you know, out. Man, he, in a boot and things like that. But uh, so you know who's in now. There's no controversy anymore. This is going to be a guy, and whoever they have to back him up is who they have. Uh, but now it's going to get real dicey because I would assume Garoppolo will go in and play play well for the rest of the time that he's in there. All right, well, actually, here's your information on that. You know, this is just being reported now. It just came out on, on the wire a little bit ago that – yeah. Trey Lance broke his ankle. So he oh, will undergo season ending surgery. So it's not done. Garoppolo's team. It's Garoppolo's team. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be a long, long, long day. <laughs> now I mean you're saying we're saying that we also in the Rams beat the beat that's right, beat the Niners in that championship game a year ago. But the Rams aren't I mean, let's be honest. Mike, the Rams aren't right right now. Again, they show the you Rams, The Rams are playing like a team now having just played their second preseason game. So next week will be their third preseason, and then their fourth preseason when they should be now season ready. And this is my point. You better start playing guys in the preseason. If you don't, it's going to take the same amount of games to get up to game speed for a real season. So that's why we're seeing, you know, all these miscues and different things that are happening. Again, the play that they made on the punt, that's a simple, just a twist over the center. Either the guard or the up back has to pick that up. It's easy. It's one of those two guys. And yet the dude just comes right through and go blocks the punt. Actually tackled the kicker. So hurt him. Rather, this yeah. hurt there. Yeah. So when you get back there that clean and you can actually tackle the kicker, yeah, man, somebody blew on assignment. But that's one of the easier things. You know, they're usually going to do the twist in the middle because that's the fastest and most direct way to get to the punter. You're right up the middle. You're not coming from an angle. You're coming right up the middle. And he did everything with taught. Take the ball off the the foot of the punter, but he took his whole leg out. He got there so early. So, uh, so yeah, I'm just saying my opinion is you have to play at least some, some quarters in the preseason so that you're not trying to now figure it out in the season, which makes me really nervous about now you got to go play the Niners with the whole Debo Samuels, Garoppolo connection, battery, whatever you want to call it. Now you got a, a, a situation that could be, it could get ugly, and we got what four or five days, whatever it is, to to go prepare. So we'll see. I mean, you lose their offensive line today. Ankrum is out. I mean, he's taken off on the card himself. 
last we heard here, Jordan Rodriguez reporting that he's in a he's in a hard walking boot. Okay, she has. By the way, she quoted Sean McVay. Her Twitter feed is, "I need a couple drinks." <laughs> yeah, you do. You probably need a couple drinks. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I when I see what the Rams did, I think the Rams did a lot today to try and make sure they had enough protection up front. The the trade off is going to be you're not going to be as explosive, and they weren't as explosive. They were very methodical going in the field. They were efficient when they were on, but they weren't explosive. They weren't. They so teams are going to figure that out, and they're going to figure it out quick. And the team that's going to figure it out real quick is going to be the Niners. They might get past the Cardinals next week. They might. But they're not going to pass the Niners like that. They need to be more explosive. I am concerned with another offensive lineman going down. How does this look? We, you and I both had the Rams going 12-5 and five this year. 12-5 and five is getting a lot harder already. And you're talking about preseason. Okay, and, and to me, it's a wish list now for preseason because they're going to, the reply back is going to be, hey, the Rams didn't play a preseason last year either, and they won a Super Bowl. They started off the year 7-1. Fair point. But last year, you weren't plugging, out, plugging in a new offensive line like you were this year. Now, again, it brings the call back to 2019. I think it depends on what are you actually trotting out there. And if you're trotting out a new offensive line, you might want to get in some reps in the preseason. They're going to argue. Yeah, it- and and you 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 don't have as much of a target on your back either. You're now the Super Bowl champ, so that in itself, champs, excuse me, that in itself makes you a team that's wanted. And let's go beat these guys and show them who's real. So, yeah, you you combine that with a line that's now banged up, a line that's new, and you could have some situations again where. Yeah, it could be a big struggle. Well, let me ask this. Is there a game ball for you? Is there, is there anybody in this game you, you can say, okay, Rams, they deserve a game ball from you? Uh, that would really? It would have been really, Cooper Cup, but... Hmm. Yeah, not really <laughs> in the sense of, I just think collectively, they eventually got it done. But in this type of game, you're kind of more of game ball just goes to the win. <laughs> well, I got one. I have one. Who you got? Right. I got Justin Hollins. That critical sack, creating third down long, that put a yeah. lot of pressure on. Absolutely. I mean, and I got to give him that. I mean, that was a critical, critical sack. And then you can go hand in hand and say, Jill Ramsey interception at the end. I mean, there are, there are those who are calling that pass interference. I say, you no, know, he has as much right to the football as as a receiver did. He went and got it. So I'm going to call that, you know, if you want to call game balls based on the situation where they were, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them that. So there's my two right there. They basically saved the game. Well, I think you make a major point in with the Jalen Ramsey. I think he gets that call as not being P.I. because it is. Jalen Ramsey. If it were probably anyone else in our secondary, they're probably going to call pass interference. But because it's him, whatever it is, you know, you can say you're not being a partial this and that, but guys and stars or so-called stars of the game typically get a few more calls than the other guy. It's just the way it's always been. It's going to be that way. 
every official basketball, baseball, or whatever, they'll say that no, we're impartial, but nah, we can look well, at it and see. I'm not. I mean, I I only saw the play one time. I didn't see the replay. The one time I saw, I didn't see his pass interference. They were both jumping up for the ball, and and Rams got it. You know, so true. But but that's the only time I saw it. So for me, it's not pass interference. I didn't see a push, but I only saw the replay one time. Right. You know me. Right. If it's pass interference, I'll call. I'll tell you it's pass interference. Right. But typically. And I'm a defender, and I'm like, yeah, man, it's not P.I., but typically a lot of times they give that call to the offensive receiver if he even looks like he got bumped. Oh, it's automatically passing interference because the assumption is, like basketball, hey, man, you're over the bat if you're behind the guy and you somehow end up with the ball. When no, I actually jumped a little higher, took the ball from him. Yeah, did I bump him? Of course, we, as you said, we both got an opportunity to go get the ball. I just went a little higher, but I'm just saying, in a lot of the cases, when they see a receiver get even bumped a little, they usually will call pass interference. So, uh, but again, don't cry over spilled milk. Uh, two things, Mariota, your season quarterback, you're throwing in the double coverage, like, oh, you know. Yeah. Hold on, I got, I got I got something for that one in a moment too. Let's go. <laughs> but what before I forget, because I will forget, you mentioned Jordan Fuller, eight tackles say in the secondary. There and we, go. we should also throw throw a shout out for Kobe Durant. Got himself his first career reception, got himself his yes, first sack. If there's also to me, if there's gonna do a, if I'm gonna do a game ball, that would be my third one right there. Kobe Durant again stepping in for an injured Troy Hill. We'll see how what happens with him. Now you're talking about passing passing into coverage. This is a concern I have. Because right now, a certain quarterback of ours, Matt Stafford, leads leading interceptions. And yeah. he probably, he had two. He probably should have had more today. Right. And I'm getting concerned here because you're a veteran quarterback. There are times when Matt Stafford does things that very few other quarterbacks in the league does. And I'm not really being critical of him, but this is concerning to see a couple of the interceptions we've seen. Like one today, clear double coverage. It was another one that should have been intercepted. In double coverage, you got away with a couple today. I know quarter and no quarterback is perfect, and many of the great ones have done that in the past. But the sheer number of turnovers from Matthew Stafford early in the year, when you have two turnover hungry teams coming up in the Cardinals and the 49ers, that's concerning. And if they don't right this ship real quick here in the turnover front, the Rams are going to be one and three. Right. They're going to be one and three. And people are going to say, well, the Rams have owned the Cardinals. You know, the first meeting last year, we can't forget that. The Cardinals beat the ever living crap out of the Rams. And they did it with turnovers. Just completely dominated that Rams team in LA 37 20. We keep forgetting at one point last year the Cardinals played like a like a Super Bowl contender. They have a lot of talent there, and they can create turnovers. So, they if they don't get this, I mean, if they don't get the score away, they're going to be one and three. Right, and 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 to your point, this idea that. Uh... You know, hey, we can figure it out and we're going to keep winning. That's where I believe 
the Rams are going to catch themselves. And the fact that uh, our quarterback now is throwing these kind of interceptions, it's one of two things. You know, there's this old saying, hey, you know, that's the old Matthew Stafford. That's what he does. The other thing is, is he now trying to do too much or not enough? Or is there something more to the elbow than what they're saying? He's wearing a sleeve now. They hadn't said much about it, but there could be something that's causing that to happen, even though you're out there playing. And so the thing that happens at that level, if you're out there on the field, hurt or not, I'm only 75 percent. No one cares. They're going to say either get the job done or come sit over here with me. So uh, something's going on, whether it's the lack of uh, attempts in the preseason or elbow or still kind of gelling with guys or the fact that, you know, the line is still trying to catch up to where they are to be a little more stout in the pass game. I think they did a great job in the run game. And those guys are really coming off, especially that first, second quarter uh, off the ball and, and opening some lanes and, and things like that. And so that's what I mean by just staying with the running game. And yes, it was helping the play action. But also, you could just kind of pound the defense and just let them know it's going to be a long day for you. Well, they did. And uh, still, though, going back a little bit to Matthew Stafford, we can talk about the elbow. We can talk about it a lot. But I don't think that throwing him in double coverage is a result of an injury. We just saw some bad decisions from him. And you can put that, you can follow under maybe trying to do too much. Maybe you're zoning in on, on a receiver. In this case, it was Cooper Cup. He does that sometimes. And who wouldn't zone in him, by the way? But you can't do that. You got away with it today. They, they didn't get away with it last week against Buffalo, and they're not going to get away with it against Arizona or San Francisco. I mean, let's be honest. You're not going to get away with it most nights. This schedule is the number one most difficult schedule in the league. He cannot do this. And I don't really see his as same old Matthew Stafford. I know he led the league in interceptions last year, but that was with 17, not like 30. We've seen players get 30. I just, I'm concerned that they're playing a little too willy-nilly. They're not, I mean, the lack of focus is what I'm going to wrap back to. You got up 20 to 3, and it just wasn't focused football from that point forward. And that's when the mistakes came. They almost threw away a 28-3 lead. To a team known for 28-3. It's nerve-wracking. You there? Yeah, yeah, I just... Yeah, I'm here. And I just... I just... Again, I'm wondering out loud... You know, obviously, I, I love how Coach McVay comes on and go, hey, I've got to do better. And it's kind of like, OK, man, we've heard this. Uh, but then these things come back to I just look at simple things. If you've been playing quarterback. NFL, a lot of years, college, high school, and probably since you've been playing football, some throws to me should just be rudimentary and those are the things that kind of are giving me a little concern like okay that guy's wide open Schronick was wide open on a basic corner route 
and he throws it almost five yards out of bounds. And I go, okay, there was no one in your face. There's no one. Like, how do you throw a ball that far, like, where nobody can catch it? That's kind of what is like, okay, what? And so that's what makes gives me calls like, yeah, maybe there's something more wrong with your arm because you you can make that throw a thousand out, out of a thousand times. You know that throw I'm talking about? Yeah, but you know, also we, we there are plenty of people out there who just occasionally miss somebody. He didn't miss a whole lot of people today. If he missed more, if he missed more, I would have been like, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> he didn't, but he didn't miss a whole lot. I I honestly think that. I honestly think that the whole team just kind of is. Got a little cocky there, man. Just mailed it in. By the way, the yeah. Bengals are zero two. Lost the Cowboys without Dak today. Right, right. Who needs that? That's I mean, the next thing we'll hear. That's bananas. <laughs> Just want to point that out. Well, the- that goes back to as you're saying, there. This is the NFL, and any given Sunday, we talk about guys can be other guys. And this idea that, oh, these teams are so much worse than the others. Yeah, they might not win. But the fact is, these guys are playing at a high level, and they're there for a reason. I mean, how about this? Jacksonville, 24 nothing over the Colts today. Right. Detroit but, has played but well. Last week, they got rid of their kicker because that was the problem. No, Frank Wright, you should know better, but you guys sold the kicker out last week, and now look what happened to you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at they're the Red, sorry, the Commanders, almost the Redskins. The Commanders, 36 27 losers in Detroit. I mean, that's not a real big one. The Detroit's, Detroit scored 71 points in two weeks. Right. And they gave the Eagles the, the probable favorite for the NFC East. Major problems. There's a lot going on. I mean, Jared Goff, 20 and 34 for 256 and four touchdowns today. Yeah. Detroit is better than people realize. Good on Goff, by the way. Happy for him out there. But backing up, this is the NFL. Teams can play. Tampa Bay goes to New Orleans today with 20 and 10. The Giants are 2 and 0. Tough loss for the Panthers. But how about this? Baltimore was up 35 to 14 at home to the Dolphins. Dolphins come back in the fourth quarter, win 42-38. That's bananas. Right. That's bananas. Right. Right. And so you see all these games and teams and again, you know, last week, oh man, you know, this is still basically week 2. And again, my opinion is simple. All these teams not all of them. A lot of them don't play a lot of their guys. And so you're seeing some of these teams that should be winning, not in these other teams are. And again, you're trying to get more wins in the bank. And if you get a few more wins, now you're at the midway point. Hey, man, we're sitting five and two, six and one. You know, obviously, there'll be others on the other side that, oh, we never thought that. Well, yeah. You you you're the Dolphins and you come back and should have been a game probably maybe lost and now uh, you win Cowboys we thought they're done but now they're basically one and one and looks like hey 
maybe they they're better than what we thought. So I, I love this early part of the year. You know, we all start getting our predictions, but I think uh, what we're talking about, or I'll say specifically me today, where the Rams are concerned. I'm looking just at the little things like the fundamentals. Are guys tackling? Are they playing coverage? I keep looking at Jalen Ramsey and I go, okay, man, you got that pick at the end, but man, you are getting beat all day and you are not going with the number one receiver, which is a rookie. You kept playing to the opposite weak side. Like, what is that about? So I don't know if that was planned. Or if they don't think the rookie was as good as he was, but it's like Jalen, if you you want to be the greatest, go play against all the dudes. Something has been off about him since late last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, then that is that maybe maybe there's an injury hidden in there somewhere. Maybe he's just getting older. Right. He's he's one of those guys. I think one that can transition real well into a. Um, who can transition really well into a safety role. So I'm not really worried about him as a player, him being the number one guy in the cornerback position for the Rams. That is concerned. By the way, the Cardinals recover a fumble, bring it back 59 yards, and beat the Raiders in overtime 29-23. Wow. Raiders are 0-2. So you're going to have a a team that's going to go home next week and a little bit on fire after that game. I mean, and you look at the numbers, and the Cardinals really did dominate for much of that game. The Las Vegas led 20 to nothing at halftime, by the way. Cardinals right. come back and win that game. So don't tell me the Cardinals aren't going to be ready to beat the Rams. Don't tell me they're not going to be ready. They're going to be ready. Don't tell me that. You know, oh, they got this, some retribution in mind. No well, doubt. I'm sure they do. They, the Rams, <laughs> if the Rams get 28 to 3 next week, one, that to me, that would probably even be a miracle because this team's coming to right to play. But B, they can't take the off the ball. They cannot sit there and just let up. But your mind's out. We look to see more pass rush. And by the way, just one more prop out there. The if you listen to the Aaron Freeman interview we had with you know for the for the pregame the preview of the Falcons, their strength is that front four. Kudos the offensive line today. Because Stafford didn't get a whole lot of pressure. And they did get enough in the running game to make a dent. So kudos offensive line for standing up against a very, very good defensive line. I mean, that was the Falcons' strength. And they did fine. So, you know, kudos offensive line. Hopefully, you know, they were able to shift over and, and pick up next week. And, you know, that, that Cardinals front four, front seven really is dangerous. So we'll see. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, final thoughts is simple, man. Uh, hopefully that, uh, you know, some of these injuries can be less daunting and some guys will be back more. But just most of all, looking for more consistency across the board. So, again, kudos to the Rams, the team, the players, the announcers and whomever else. Uh, you got one in the win column, but it's not going to get any easier. And we got to clean up some of this uh, this rudimentary things that are going to get you beat in tough games. So I got a couple things here. I just want to put you know put out there. One, um, to for Ram Star Tremaine Ancrum, card off the field, do get better quickly. Um, we want to give our props to him stepping in and was doing fine when he got hurt in. It's a, it's a shame. Gets his opportunity and, and loses it. And second, today was my, um, just lost my dad last December. And uh, today's his birthday. 
miss him. So I just want to acknowledge him today. And, and that said, follow us on Twitter at Talk Rams. Follow me on Twitter, DC Paul. Follow Mike at One Duke Twenty Three. Follow the the Facebook page, Rams Talk Room, Rams Talk page. Always make sure you subscribe, leave a review if you haven't already. And in the meantime, have a great one, and we're out of here. <laughs>